0: So the um the next thing I gotta ask is, well, Pose, clarify the the defund the police definition because the assumption out there is that it's an overall get rid of the police, and in most cases that's not true. So, Mr. Williams, can you break that break that down so that you know, from your perspective and, 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 you know, from, from what your knowledge, what that means so that, you know, some people can understand what that means.
1: Yeah. Um, it's kind of a complex question, but, um, to to some people it means something totally different. Um, to some people it means just get rid of all police officers, let, let the community police itself to some people. It means take away funds from different programs, community programs, um, Whatever fund, police fund you may have, um, take away funds from that and put it into the community instead of giving it to the law enforcement, Um, which I feel like um, defunding the police from whichever aspect you look at it from is a bad thing. Because if you take away the police and the community polices itself, what happens when the community is full of bad people? I mean, then you just got a chaotic situation. And even with if you're looking at defund the police as taking funds from different programs or if you take this money away from the programs, for one, it deters the good cops that you do have on your department or in your force or whatever. Um, but not only that, but the, the defund the police, if this money is used for training to better the community and you're taking funds away from that, you're making a bad situation even worse. Um, so I definitely I'm against defunding the police. Um I think a better idea would be to hold the bad police or the bad officers responsible for that their that for whatever they do hold them responsible for their actions and, and not just take funds away from it could be like I say good police officer and you defunded them they're going to leave if they don't have the funds for salary or for the equipment they need they're going to leave and go somewhere else then you're left with a community of bad police officers. Cause they're gonna stay they're not gonna go nowhere because
2: yeah,
1: the funding them it they don't care they there for a reason It's not because of the funds so I think it's a bad idea altogether
0: yeah I definitely um, can agree with you on that that um, um when you talk about the community police itself because if the community police itself we wouldn't have a lot of these issues in communities um you know, you have a lot of people out there with that, again, with that cowboy justice or whatever the case may be, um, if communities police themselves, especially our communities, you know, it'd be less crime. It'd be probably less negative interactions or, or less interactions overall with the police. And I feel like you know, if, you, if you're going out of your way to defund the police or anything like that and again, guess as, as Mr Williams was saying you take away from training um we all know that training is needed you know they may need to go to the range uh they may need um uh crisis intervention training they may need uh training to assist with you know suicides and, and things of that nature so, you know, you don't know what training they're actually getting. So if you're taking money from them, you're, you're, you're taking away from their training. And and yeah, that 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 can be bad, you know, defund them. The good ones leave, the bad ones stay and they're like, hey, I, I got a job. I can, do what I it. <laughs> you know, I, I have no no oversight, you know, nobody accountable, holding me accountable for any craziness that I do.
2: Um, my, my thought on that initially was, uh, that precincts that, that perform, um, uh, badly, you know, towards their communities, I thought that they should be defunded. But, uh, after talking with Mr. Williams and, you know, going over, you know, his perspective on it, I, I get a better idea of what's actually going on. So, uh, I kind of shy away from that idea now. It, it probably is better to uh, just remove the the bad officers um, from the situations. The ones who are always, you know, bringing bad light onto that precinct or that police department. I, I just think that they need to be removed because, yeah. again, if you're, you're defunding, you know, uh, the police departments, like you said, and you're, you're taking the good police officers off their beats. You're making them not want to be there. And there are certain officers who love their job. They love what they do. They actually want to help people. They actually want to help their community. So um, taking them away from, you know, that particular position by defunding them, I think, is, is the wrong course of
1: action. And just to piggyback off of that, um, when I worked road patrol, one of the biggest things I dealt with was DUIs and domestic violence. And. Training classes. Most of my training were for, for those issues: domestic violence and DUI. Which we all know how many lives DUIs have taken from people, family members. Um, without that proper training, I wouldn't be able to detect a, a drunk driver could potentially be the same person that killed your your mom or your loved one, or your dad. So, um, in domestic violence, same situation. I've I've had you know so much training on domestic violence I and. Mean, just thinking if it was defunded those training programs were defunded and i didn't have the knowledge i had on those particular issues you know of how immunity i worked you know how many people would be violated or abused and i wouldn't be able to detect or help them because i didn't have that proper training all right
0: so we, we got a comment that's um from from sha she says make the funding performance based." what what are your, your thoughts on that
1: make the funding performance base and which that may not be a bad idea um but with that being um be the good officer that's performing um and not taking into consideration you No, know, maybe the bad officers not performing but you know it's something about
2: Definitely, definitely, I would say for a situation like that, um again, if you're going off performance base, it has to be the whole police department in general or certain precincts within that department um that they're, they're judging or making that, that basis off of so
1: and then, and then another thing um when you getting funded from performance, you open the door for a lot of false performance. If I'm getting money for how many arrests I make or how many DUIs I get or how many citations I write, then I'm gonna go out and just write citations for things that probably shouldn't need a citation, or people that's probably not really DUI. I'm going if I know I'm getting perform I'm getting I'm getting judged on my performance, then you know, hey, I'm I'm gonna force you, I'm kinda of pushing the issue for you to be drunk, and we, you may not be. Or right. I may be arresting people that really don't need to be arrested because I know my paycheck is based on how I perform, how many arrests I make. So, you know, you have to be careful with the performance based, you know. So, uh,
2: let me ask you this question then. Um, I know a lot of people were under the impression of, uh, police departments have to make a certain quota every month. Is, is, is there any truth to that? Or, um, I guess it depends on what the police department it is. So
0: so the question was, um, is there any truth to uh, police having to have a quota?
1: I'm sorry. I think I might have lost y'all. I think my my computer went out for a second.
0: Yeah, the the question was, is there any truth to police having to have a quota, meet a quota?
1: It depends on the department. here in Georgia, I know um, for a while, I think State Patrol, they did have a quota. I'm not sure if they still do or not, in which um most of the departments I ever worked for, we didn't have to have a quota, which I'm totally against quota because, um, like I said, back to my original point, it opens the door for corruption. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm against qu- quotas. I can see that. Yeah, uh, so let me jump
2: in there real quick. Um, all
0: right, great. And, and to add on to getting uh, on to a performance-based, um, I, I do think that would be a, a, a good, good attempt. And, and it does open the door for, for corruption and, and false performance. And as in the military, we call it pistol whipping. Um, because, you know, just like in the military, you, you, got certain, you, you have certain tasks that you have to complete certain yeah. quotas that you are required to make and and i know it is kind of different compared to military and the police departments but you do have a lot of situations where it's like hey you know i need such and such and such and such for me to get to the next rank or get to this next school yo you know you you wash my back i wash yours so i i get where you're coming from that but at the same and and if it was a thing like that um and you yeah, looked you. at it from a, a from an overall level, I think it would create more work for the departments, and that would probably create more frustration within the departments. And those individuals would probably go out in the street and take that on the the the, the civilian population when it when it comes to that.
2: yeah, yeah I agree. So oftentimes law enforcement officers are expected to put in or put in situations where they must uh take on the role of doctor, psychiatrist, caseworker, etc. Um, since they are not specifically trained in those other areas, should they begin uh be given empathy and not just shrugged off as well they signed up for that job? Well, my thoughts
1: with that is, you know, um as law enforcement officers you are put into that role every single day every occasion just for instance there's been so many times I pull somebody over for the ui first thing they do start crying and saying hey i just gotta be my cat just died i can't pay my water bill and you you kind of put in a position where you don't want to make, make this person's day worse but at the same time if you just let this person go and they drive down the road and run into a a car full of family and kill them, then what? Like, you you have to do your, you know, um, and and just give her advice, you know, hey, if you know you got these things going on, then don't put yourself in a position that things worse, you know.
2: Yeah, I, I definitely, you know, see see that point of you know them having to go through all these emotional <laughs> roles with some of the people that they pull over, and I know it it can't be an easy position to um, be placed in, um, but again, at the end of the day, you know, they still have to do their job and you know protect the the civilian population, even if it is someone you know who just you know have experienced something that day. Like you said, with a cat or dog dying or something along that line, um, but again, I think that the training, the more training that they have, um, again, I don't think they should take it on to the point where uh, some officers they again they always wear the uniform, even where they take the uniform off. But mentally, I think there has to be some place where uh, they can allow, you know, what happened on a job, to take it home. Yeah, it, 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 There's just no place for, you know, that type of energy, as they say, to, to be brought into your home. And again, it's kind of like, you know, where we work now, we had the saying of, you know, whatever you got going on at home, don't bring it to work. Whatever you got going at work, don't, don't take it home. So I, I definitely, you know, would see where more training as far as like psychological training will help police officers, you know, not take on what
1: they experience throughout their day.
0: Yeah, you know. it, could,
1: it could definitely be a stressful job, you know, because uh, as a law enforcement officer, every day you have the ability to take someone's life, you know, whether it's legally or I mean, which we all do. But by law, you know, there are situations in law enforcement that you put in that you, you have to make a decision whether it warrants to take this person's life or not. And, you know, that can take a toll on a person. You know, um, that's why there's a lot of, you know, different programs that law enforcement offers to officers, you know, to help with stresses and different things. Because you got to think, you know, a, a police officer is still a person at the end of the day. You right. know, I go to work from 8 to 5.
0: Oh, dropped out. Um, um So I, I want to jump in on there. Um, I don't think That they should be um, shrugged off as they just signed up for the
1: job. um, Because, you you know, yeah, we got, yeah, we. Okay. Sorry about that. No problem. Yeah. But, but yeah, just back on my point, I was saying, you know, you go to work from eight to five, um, you take your uniform off, all these things you're going to deal with during the day. You get home, take your uniform off. You have to deal with those things you go out you you get home, you take your uniform off and you go out to dinner wife or kids and enter today. You should be a police officer. Just because you took your uniform off doesn't be a police officer anymore. So you still having to make decisions twenty four seven and um that gets a toll on a person. On top of that, the situation, you know, what a police officer has to deal with his own personal life, you know, his home life, um, his wife, his kids, all his own her stresses along with the stresses of others, it it can be a lot, you know, that's why it's not for everybody, you know? Right.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and to what I was saying, um, you can't just, just look at it as they signed up for the job. You know, a lot of people say that about us in the military you signed up for it. So you need to do this, that, and other, yeah, we signed up for the job, but you have to understand, um, there are situations where we have to play doctor, whether it's for ourselves, our partners, or or somebody out there on the street. I mean, you just can't leave them out there like that. Um, as far as psychiatrists, you know, we might have to talk somebody off the ledge. You never know whether it's our, again, one of our partners or, or someone that we're there to assist in, in a situation. Um, you have to understand that even though you're in that role, you, as that officer or as that soldier, you have to have empathy for that situation, and and the bystanders and the naysayers, they have to have empathy for that officer because you have to understand this this is a high level stress job. It no no two things about it. It's a stressful job. Um, and as far as caseworker, you know, if if you you find a kid wandering on the street, um, you know what are you going to do? You know, you, you have to make that child feel comfortable. So when people, you know, have that whole fuck the police attitude and, you know, they have this whole thing about the police and, you know, the police have this thing about people, everybody has to understand that, you know, you have a job to do and it has to get done in order to save, you know, whatever person you're going out to save. And, you know, for for a lot of those people out there who have that fuck the police attitude and you might need the police help, you know, you're not going to have that same attitude when they got to come and play doctor for your mother, sister, son, daughter, or whatever the case may be. You're not going to have that same attitude when they have to come and, and and talk your mother, sister, brother, daughter, father, whatever, off the ledge. You're not going to have that same attitude when it comes to them having to find your child and they have to play casework and make your child feel comfortable. So... All of that has to be taken into consideration and it has to be taken into consideration that they, you know, they work this job day in and day out. You don't know what they've been through. Sometimes they put things in a little box and tuck it away somewhere and they don't even understand how much they're going through. So that has to be taken into consideration Mm -hmm. when, when you're thinking about that. Um,
1: and, and just to pick back a little further off that, you know, um, like you just said, you know, when they have this box, they, they get off of their shift and they put all this stuff in the box and they hold it there. For months after months after months, unlike civilians, when a civilian got something going on, a problem going on, they're going to call the police. Mm-hmm. But when a police officer got something going on, who, do, who does he call? He, I mean, of sure course, is. he can call the police, but it's totally different as a police officer.
0: Oh, we lost them again.
1: Yeah, but
0: uh, um, he's probably saying, you know, as a police officer, and and, and that can piggyback off of um off of uh, yeah. too. Um, you know, who do they call? Uh, you because there's a stigma between law enforcement and and, and the military. It's like I, I gotta, you know, I gotta be that tough guy. Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. So
0: go ahead and finish finish what you were saying before you got. Yeah, it, it's just
1: the fact, like you were saying that you know. Civilians call the police. But when it comes to the police having problems, their own problems, it's instilled in you that you're the top. You're the tough guy. So you don't have the police to call when you got issues going on. So you have to be your own doctor, your own psychiatrist. You know, you have to deal with these things all on your own. So day in, day out, you're still you making decisions for other people on a daily basis. It's a lot, you know, to take in. You know, it could be. But. I don't feel like that should be used as an excuse to to go out on your on your patrol beat and to violate people or, or you know break the law or be corrupt or anything like that. But it is something for the civilians to to take in consideration. Right,
0: right. So uh, go ahead and drop your comments in the chat. If um, if you, you want to jump on here and 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 join on the, on the conversation, text your name to three four seven 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 eight one zero eight two so we can get you on the line in this conversation and hear what you got to say out there um now in the military uh we do a periodic health assessment every year and part of that is uh, a a mental evaluation um your thoughts on it being required for law enforcement officers to have a, a yearly evaluation is and also after incidents where they have to Take someone's life, or even you know, interact with someone physically where it's a, a, a drain on them mentally. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I think a mental evaluation is a must for officers. Um, because just to continue what I was just saying, you know, in the previous question, you know, you got this box where everything's built up in, and you having to hold that stuff in.
0: Oh, you lost them again, but um yeah um you know and so, so so even even the the go further in on that you have um situations to where that buildup can make a person suicidal um yeah yeah make them homicidal so uh, go ahead and finish what you were saying
1: yeah i apologize to the viewers i, mean, I guess i'm having trouble with my internet here but yeah um i think mental evaluations is very important um and especially after incidents, um, traumatizing incidents, because I'm sure you can relate. You know, being military, you got certain incidents that happens um, on your job, on your daily patrol or whatever. That's can take a toll on you. And I remember one particular incident where um, I was put in a position. You know, luckily I never had to shoot anybody or with my my duty, my weapon, or anything like that. But I've been placed in positions where I thought I was going to have to shoot somebody, and mm-hmm. After that situation was over with, you know, I just had to take some time to myself and I was like, hey, you know, tell my, my supervisor, I, I just need some time, you know, just to, to get gather my thoughts. And um, I could just only imagine if I did have to shoot that guy, you know, what right. would have been my mindset at that point. Um, and a lot of departments, you back at work the next day after you just took someone's life, you know, and I think that's a bad situation, you know. Um,
2: I think mental evaluations is a must. Definitely, I I would definitely uh, agree with that. You know, uh, a mental eva- evaluation every year um, is something that uh, every police officer you know should be entitled to. You know, I'm not sure if it happens or not, but I definitely feel like they should be entitled to that. Um, especially when you you're on, you know, or If your patrol is in one of those inner cities or rough areas, I could just imagine what, you know, one of those officers has to go through. And again, you know, like you're saying, uh, Rodney, that you have to make a decision in a split second. And in some situations, you know, again, if you have to pull, you know, your gun, uh, you got to make that split second decision right there. Do I shoot this person? Do I um, just keep barking out orders to them or do I keep instructing them on what I need them to do? And if they're showing, you know, that, that resistance or they're showing that, you know, I'm coming to do harm to you. Uh, I could definitely see why, you know, a police officer would, uh, need some type of, uh, as they say, a step back to, to gather his thoughts and you know his emotions because when you go through a situation like that, um, again, where you may have to shoot someone or take someone's life, it is going to affect you. And if it doesn't affect you, then I, I think you definitely need to, to step up. um yeah. Again, yeah. once you you cannot pull that bullet back.
0: Yeah, um you know, thing I think I want to throw in there. Um I'm not familiar with uh, law enforcement training as far as if they have that component in the academies or anything, but another thing that people need to pay, take into consideration and I know the military has started adopting this type of thing, as far as um, being cognizant of, of your, your men's okay. um That starts before you join the police force. Um, you, you have to keep that in mind um, when, when you join. I know when you sign up for the military, you do get a, a, a psyche valve, um, so to speak. And what people need to understand and what people need to take serious about that is take it seriously, don't go in there and, and just you know pencil whip it so that you can get through. Take it seriously because you may have pre-existing issues or situations in your life that can affect you. If, you, if you're if you put in a, a traumatic situation, you have to understand that PTSD comes from a lot of things. Um, you may have experienced something as a, as a child or, or in your adolescent years before you joined the force or joined the military, and you get into one of these situations, and that will drum up those past experiences, and that may corrupt your thinking when you have to make those split decision seconds, um, decisions. It may corrupt your thinking after the fact where, you know, what happened to you before and then you have this incident and now after the incident your head is all over the place and you have this stigma in your head I can't go talk to somebody because I'm gonna be looked at this I'm gonna be looked at that so you kind of fall back and, and put that, again put that stuff in a box and that box builds up builds up and it's going to explode so you, you need to take it seriously and seek that help because it's out there um, there, there are plenty of numbers out there that you can call I think it's imperative that these agencies put that in place. Um, A lot of places have emergency assistance programs to where you can call and you can get that help. But I I think, especially with law enforcement, they need to stress that if you have a problem, if you think you have a problem, if you just need somebody to talk to, if you need time off to de-stress or anything like that, do it. Make it mandatory. Um, For us, we in the military, we have to you know, sign off that we had this particular training. So therefore, if you go out here and have an incident and we look at the training records and you signed off for this psych exam saying that this, that and the other, okay, well, you lied on this paperwork. So, you know, you're held accountable for your actions because, hey, we gave you the training, we gave you the resources and you did not take it. Understanding that you know every situation is different, but you you have to put that in place so that people are are aware of things that are going on with them. So and and that goes back to making them comfortable, and 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 I, and I think it makes them more productive on the job.
2: I agree. Uh, yeah. yeah. Definitely agree with that.